Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Fit Over 30 podcast. Today, we're talking about the importance of having blood tests. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups and our coveted monthly print magazine. You can discover our very best content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle. Now back to the show. This is the Fit Over 30 podcast. James Breeze is clicking in the background. Uh, it's great to have you all here. Please make sure to subscribe and review. That way we can keep reaching more and more people uh, by pushing us up the charts, people getting to know our names and getting our message out there. Uh, this is a re-record. That's all I'm going to say on this. If you, were impo- if you were lucky enough to listen to the original episode of this, congratulations. Uh, if you weren't, then send us $5.00. Uh, and we'll give you a black market copy of it. How about that? <laughs> It'd be like those old fashioned like um, DVDs you could buy from the yeah. sellers down Covent Garden. Yeah, back exactly. in London, back when DVDs existed. When DVDs existed, I've told you, I've mentioned the story about when the uh, guy tried to sell me a copy of Green Street on Islington uh, High Street. Yeah, you did, yeah. And I was like, I'm in that movie, mate. And he ran away. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's that. Yeah. Send us $5 in the post. You can get the original black market copy of the, of this uh, episode. Uh, So yeah, so this is a re-record. I can't remember what I said in the first one, but basically the upshot is, was it a fit over 30 episode? The, when we talked about you uh, had been a little bit unwell. Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so you had been a little bit unwell. You wanted more answers. Basically, that led you to getting some blood tests. Exactly. Crack on. And crack on. <laughs> exactly. And we're, we're both laughing about this now. Just for those who are out there, and for any legal disclaimers out there, we are not medical experts. We no. are not uh, medical professionals in any way. All these ideas and thoughts are our own, and we're just sharing them with the world so you can make the best decision from them as you may wish to choose and take from it. Exactly. That's the best exactly. way to put it. And the reason we're, the reason we're saying it is because we have to be careful what we say when it involves doctors and naming specific doctors and who's helped me analyse these blood tests. So that's why we're doing it. So from now on, it's just an expert um, has uh, yeah. kindly peer-reviewed my blood tests, and this is yeah. what we're going to talk about here now. So there you go. Yeah, because essentially what we need to say is that you had your blood test, you were feeling a bit under the weather, you'd had some, did you had ring, was it ringing in your ears or jaw pain or there's all sorts of stuff, you had fatigue, there's lots yeah. of things going on, could have been, could be long COVID, don't know. Had blood tests done, they all came back fine. An independent expert looked at those tests and said, uh, actually you are, there are certain things which are not quite uh, all right. So let's exactly. And exactly. And, and the, the funny thing about this whole time here now, and it's kind of like a bit of a bit of a you know, drop the punchline already, is that during this whole twelve month period, I actually thought I was kind of diabetic. Mm. <laughs> I was making random jokes because I was having blood spikes and sugar crashes at certain yeah. times of the day. If I had certain foods during the day, now I put this down to having COVID. Now, for those that know and probably not listened to the podcast before, I've had three bouts of COVID over the last twelve months. And we put it down to long COVID symptoms, something along those lines as fatigue and brain fog and all these other symptoms that I was getting. Uh, thankfully, now I'm all good. 
But this is what led to the actual reasons for having the blood tests. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got the blood tests done, um, I got told they were all normal. And this is the most mm-hmm. important thing of the podcast I want to get across is yep. that like most people will tell you that blood tests are normal and, and they will, they fall within normal ranges. Okay. And that's, but that's taking the general population into account, not everyday athletes like us, not people who are fit and healthy and are trying to strive to be, you know, attain optimal performance, optimal health, so we can live long and prosper. That's, that's the whole idea, right? So there's a difference between normal within normal ranges for everyday people and then everyday athletes where we want to be optimal and live long and prosper. So your results were normal, but they weren't optimal for you. Let's just exactly. say that. Yeah, exactly. And I was, as in, I thought, and I didn't think twice about it. So I thought, oh, yeah, they're all normal. That's all good. Until uh, an independent expert reviewed them, knowing my, are you shaking your head and laughing in the background? <laughs> Which yeah. is even funnier. Um, an independent expert kindly reviewed the blood test and said, hang on a second, there's a few things here that stick out that may, that don't appear right based mm-hmm. on me knowing your history your training history and your general health. Yeah. So this is what we're going to go through on the um, on the blood test today. So we'll 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 go through each of them individually. Um, yeah. The first one on the list. Now this was done by. Uh, it's important to say this. This was done on the NHS mm-hmm. uh, National Health Service. I didn't realize how expensive these blood tests are to do. Apparently, some the cheapest are hundred pounds, and some of them yeah. can go to much much higher. So it's not something that the NHS, if you're in the UK, will give out to you willy-nilly. So if, if you need to get blood tests, I recommend probably going down the private route. Uh, we don't endorse any companies uh, in any exactly. way, shape or form, but we'll give you a couple of ideas of what my, uh, what I've seen friends and some other family members use in the past. Uh, not endorsed. <laughs> Full yeah. caveat there. No medical recommendation. So I have uh, people I know in the uh, fitness community have used Nordic Labs. Yes, uh, and, and as far as I know, they are a reputable company. Exactly, and Fourthwood Life, I think, is the one that uh, lots of friends have used, and me in the past as well. There you uh, go. But I've never used them, but I'll I'll be finding out which one I'll use to retest in a few months' time anyway. So that's the go. whole thing. So, blood test number one: cortisol levels. Uh, normal ranges are anything less than four twenty. Okay, uh, nanomoles per liter. I came back as three six one nanomoles per liter which in the grand scheme of things is pretty high, mm-hmm. okay? It's not, it's in the normal levels, but considering for someone who has, no, well, I thought I had no stress, yeah. uh, no, no worries going on in you my life. You haven't got any kids, so. No uh... kids, exactly, yeah, <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> um, you know, like it's, it's pretty high and that's something to go to consider, well, hang on a second, why is that so high? Yeah. Uh, and it's important because cortisol is a stress hormone, if you're trying to lose weight, we know that cortisol and stress plays an impact on helping you trying to reduce fat. Yeah. So it's something good to go, well, hang on a second here. Maybe my priority is not trying to lose weight right now. Maybe it is actually trying to reduce my cortisol levels to reduce my stress levels to put me in an optimal position to help me lose weight. That's a, that's a good distinction, a way to think about it differently, mm-hmm. I think. Because you're putting more stress into the body by going to calorie deficits, then it, it could have a, an adverse effect. And it could be, um, you could be like, you know, running uphill or the yeah. whole way in your whole fat loss process. So that's something to think about here. So, you know, recommendation was maybe look at sleep levels. And it was true leading up to the blood tests. I hadn't been sleeping well because I'd not been feeling right. Yeah. So it could be a simple fix as sleep. 
So we're going to look at that and monitor in, in three months' time when we retest. How, How are you sleeping now, by the way? Are you sleeping better now? Uh, yes, now we're re-recording yeah. this a month later. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot better. Like, loads better. Yeah. Like, it's been good. Like, it's funny, actually, last night was an anomaly because I had loads of ideas running in my head until about one in the morning, so I had to read a book. I was reading the book, nice. The Psychopath Test, last night as well. So, oh, nice. <laughs> it was actually it was quite good. <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating okay. book, which I hadn't read before, but it was quite good. Um, but yeah, on the whole, you know, much, much better. That was the first thing. Next thing was vitamin D, and I came back as 67 nanomoles per litre. I think that's right. Um, which, again, falls within the normal ranges, right? However, yeah. this is the height of summer. I'm outside all day long playing cricket. Quite literally, you know, yeah. you guys hardly see me here because I'm playing cricket out in the sunshine all day here. Yeah. That's quite low. Mm. Um, and it's know, the what, summer. And it's As the summer. Said, it's the summer. So imagine what it'll be like in winter. When and what this independent it. expert said to me was, well, what would happen if it comes to the middle of winter? Exactly. You know, well, you're not outside. So, you know, you're potentially going to be vitamin D deficient, which most of the population in the UK is. Yeah, um, exactly. So as I said in the original podcast, this is one thing I do generally recommend to uh, clients is vitamin D supplementation through the winter. Yep. Uh, because a lot of us are vitamin D deficient. Now, uh, on the... <laughs> I love this. On the original podcast, Mike Hickman, <laughs> one of our clients, made a comment, actually. And he yep. said that 30% of Singaporeans are Singaporeans? Singaporeans? How do you pronounce that? I have no idea. That'll do. Uh, that'll do. Are potentially vitamin D deficient. And that's they are on the equator, so it might not be... Well, it's not lack of exposure to sunlight. Uh, and my, my point is, well, gosh, if 30% of, of them are potentially vitamin D deficient. Imagine how deficient uh, us poor Northern Europeans are with no sunlight. So maybe yeah. maybe it is more difficult. Maybe some people, even with sunlight, uh, struggle to convert that uh, to vitamin D and they could also uh, use a supplementation. So yeah, if they need supplements, then gosh, we all do need supplements, don't we? Yeah, exactly. So something to bear, bear in mind of, something I've been doing and regularly in the month yeah. since I've, been, I've discovered this. Yeah. So we've, um, I've been taking it's it every day. It's beneficial. It's got good yeah. benefits. And I would say probably have um, liquid vitamin D yep. if you can. Agreed. Um, so that, that's the next thing. I'll save the big thing to last, but I think you already know where we're going with this. <laughs> um, thanks to our independent expert. Uh, oh. <laughs> we have mean cell volume and mean cell hemoglobin levels. Now, I wasn't tested uh by directly for B12 levels and folate levels. However, by the powers of detective work, um, our expert suggested that I might be B12 deficient. Might. And folate deficient. Um, we don't know, but might. Might be, and it was educated guesswork yep. uh, based on that. So it would need to be tested specifically, and which I will do in follow-up tests to yep. see how that looks. But that's something I need to consider. And as a result, I've been supplementing with B12 regularly and adding more leafy green veg into my diet, namely spinach and kale. Well done. Well yep. done. Uh, which is good. You're going to be Popeye. I agree, Popeye. Anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, minus the pipe. Yep. <laughs> minus the pipe. Uh, right. What have we got here? else we got here now? we got... Um, I can't pronounce it. I have no idea how to pronounce this. Eastnafil count uh, was 0.5. It got counts towards inflammation and no is linked towards is. allergies. Okay. So that was <laughs> quite high, but it's also in the middle of summer with hay fever. It was quite high. 
So yeah. you, there's, there's so many things here. So it's just something to bear in mind uh, and look at. And then the piece de la resistance, da, 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 da. in fact, let me just go to the media and do a proper drum roll, was this. <laughs> Brilliant. My HbA1c levels. And for those who don't know what HbA1c is, which I didn't know at the time, it's my diabetes score. Mm-hmm. All right. So I scored 36 millimoles per whatever thing it is. I'm not quite sure what it is because I can't whatever. read blood test. I'm not 36 expert. 36 millimoles per whatever. 36 millimoles per mole. I think probably the best way to put it. Um, which is pretty high. It lands in normal levels, but yeah. pre-diabetes is between 41 to 48. Yeah. Now, this is a so, three-month average. Yeah. It takes so you a, are close to being pre-diabetic. Exactly. And diabetes runs in your family. Exactly. Type 1 with my great aunt, type 2 with my late grandmother, and type 2 with my dad, who's now subsequently changed his habits and he's back down to below pre-diabetic levels now. But he's still fairly close yeah. uh, around there. So that was the thing that, like, wow. Like, yeah. I did not... I joked about it for 12 months. Yeah. I never in a million years thought about my lifestyle, the way I eat, the way I train consistently, that I ever think that I would be close to that. But it starts to give some good answers to the, the problems and uh, the way I've been feeling over the last, say, 12 months, particularly mm-hmm. in terms of weight loss too, I think. Yeah. Because like during that time I getting COVID, I put a couple of kilos on and it's, I've struggled to take it off again, which is unlike yeah. me when, I, when I've been focusing on my diet hard. Um, and it's interesting, little things that I noticed throughout the whole time is if I had, um, like I was eating a lot, of, lot, lot of carbs anyway. I was eating, I say a lot of carbs, not that much carbs. Yeah. But you're eating, eating with simple carbs, so we're looking at yep. porridge, porridge oats. white rice, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, simple things like that. But what I noticed every now and then was say, like, girlfriend cat loves a pastry, <laughs> like she loves yes. like, her food. She does. Food is I her blame thing. cat entirely. She takes her out for pastries. Exactly. <laughs> I I agree. But it, I say, but I, but I never like I never ate that much because I always knew if I had a pastry in the morning, how I feel by lunchtime. Yeah, and I'd have yeah. like a crash. I'd have a yep. complete crash, and I'd be like, "Oh, I don't feel too good here." Like, and I so I just in, instantly took it out. I never realised why or thought why, but it appears that it could take me, you know, spike my gl- blood glucose levels. I could be, um, what's the word, insulin resistant? Know, resistant. Yep. yep, I think is the best way to put it. And it's that's some people are. I'm not mm-hmm. saying everyone is, but just based on years of. My lifestyle, yeah. Well, we know issues, we've genes. known for a long time that you don't deal with bread, wheat mm. very well at all. So you no, don't have that, not at all. But we didn't really think and about uh, porridge, rice, stuff like that, really. So exactly, and it's it's just interesting. So like, but the other thing was was when I when I discovered this, I did I created a little mini self experiment. So I thought right because I knew we had a blood glucose monitoring kit at home. So what I did was that day I found the results out. This wonderful independent expert uh, spoke to me about this. And like gave me information. I thought, right, okay, I'm going to test this out. I'm going to eat some cake. I'm going to eat some chocolate. I'm going to eat some sweets. Mm. And I did because I wanted to see what what would happen if I fasted for 12 hours, what my blood glucose levels would be like in the morning. My blood glucose levels in the morning, the following day, came up back at 6.2, which was pre-diabetic. Now, you can obviously question how accurate those little machines are, those home testing kits. It's a pretty good one. So I'd like to think it's more accurate than not. However... Like it's showing me that it's like boom, and I felt like crap the next day too, mm. uh, which was interesting. So, 
as a result of this, I can't emphasize enough. There's two t- takeaway points I'd like you to um, take from this, this episode. One is get your bloods tested. Like, go get your bloods tested. Um, go to an independent source. If, don't go with the NHS because you cost the NHS money unless you really need it. But also you'll get more information from a private source. Um, and then when you get those blood tests, get an expert to sit down with you and talk you through it and make sure you understand where these are, where the ranges are, where you sit on these scales, because it's yeah. about being optimal for health, not just normal within normal ranges for general population. Mm. Yeah. That's the key thing here. Uh, and then because of this, I'm making, and because this is in the future now, a month later, <laughs> I have made, made some, some changes. changes. Yeah. Yep. And we'll save those for the podcast updates when we do that in a couple of months' time. Right. Uh, about that. But I've made some significant changes. And spoiler alert, I feel a lot better. It's hard going for the first week or so, but I definitely feel better for it. Yeah. In those terms. Uh, there we go. There we go. I hope that was, uh, that was okay. Oh, we don't have to re-record this again. <laughs> Remember black market copies, like the, yep, like the old copies, sellers yep. down Covent Garden. <laughs> Might be available um, upon special request. But no, like I said, I hope you enjoy it. If you are re-listening to this podcast and thinking, why the hell is this sounding different? Well, there you go. We had to re-record it for legal and medical purposes. Yeah. But uh, I hope people have found the, the general recommendations useful in this. Like, Get some vitamin D supplements. Might be good for you. Yeah, vitamin D, B twelve, tested and, and and checked out. Yeah, exactly. And I I can't wait to honestly. I can't wait to see what the results will be in a couple months' time. Yeah, um, the tests I've done. It's the changes I made to my diet because of this. Yeah, um, are based on science and data. That's really important, not on gut feel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we've again we can talk about this more on another podcast. But we've transitioned you to low carb. Because yep. of what these blood tests said, not for fashion exactly. purposes. Yep, indeed. So they have it. Um, podcast from the future, back to the future. <laughs> oh, that makes back sense. To the future. Yep, back love to the it. Future. Cracking. Classic. There you go. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Over 30 podcast with Josh Kennedy and James Breeze. If you love listening to these episodes, then please let somebody else know about this podcast. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more free content we can bring to you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution, you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now.